Welcome to another episode of EG's Rewire Podcast. I'm your host, EG Editor Sam McClary. In today's episode, we speak with our final trio of future female leaders, Lucy Whitfield from Cluttons, Nicola Wood from Grosvenor, and Katie Jacobson from DLA Piper. In this episode, we talk about creating a future vision of real estate as a sector in which people can be proud to work, a sector in which all voices are not just heard, but are listened to. We talk about the importance of being seen and being able to communicate powerfully from afar and whether how we present ourselves physically through body language and what we wear is shifting as a result of the change in communication that COVID-19 has brought about. This conversation, if you listen carefully, also features a vocal cat, which is either one of the highlights of recording a podcast over Teams or one of its shortcomings. So apologies, dear listener, for that and any other audio issues there may be with this recording, which might not be quite up to the standard you've come to expect from an EG audio production. As always, though, the quality of the conversation is most definitely up to standard. Enjoy. Here we are um, with three more the, the final three I should say but uh, of the um, future female leaders so joining me today is Lucy Whitfield from Cluttons, Nicola Wood from Grosvenor and Katie Jacobson from DLA Piper. I'm just really keen to hear hear from each of you actually how how um, future female leadering is going so far and um, what your what your sort of top tips that you've learned along along this journey um, to this date have have been Katie. I'm I'm, I'm going to start with with you. How how are you finding training? How are you finding the other um, future female leaders? Um, I would say that it's been a fantastic experience so far. Somewhat changed in these unprecedented times as we've moved from a very personable uh, training day where we all get together and have a good chat to a more virtual training. Uh, but the application of the training hasn't really uh, been affected too badly. It still provides us with a safe space. So we have the time to develop our skills. And I think that's the key for the training so far. It's just been providing the period of time in which we can all have a little bit of reflection and time to ourselves uh, with the cohort to work on our skills and and help each other. Mm. And and I wonder, um, Lucy, from some of the chats I've been having with um, your fellow um, future female leaders, they've talked about how when we are um, sort of doing uh, this stuff virtually, you've you've got to work a little bit harder at your your communication. Are you finding that you're having to work a little bit harder at um, getting to to know everyone and to to build that bond and to understand the the learning and feel that that support from from people yeah I mean absolutely I mean th- I think the first session um was great that we had that because we got to meet everyone in person um 
and I was a little bit apprehensive going into the second session which was the virtual session um but it actually worked a lot smoother than I thought it was going to um and yeah I think it's all about giving uh, everyone that platform to say what they have to say um and yeah get their story across and just give a little bit more time than you would perhaps if you were uh with each other in real life I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. and and Nicola are there any um any um practicalities that you can share with us from from either that in real life training session or the or the virtual sessions that have that have followed that you're already putting into practice with um the conversations that you're having um within your business and and outside of it um uh through this time yeah I mean we've covered so much since that first session which gosh it was back in February now um and I guess one of the key things to come out of the training is whilst we're working towards this grand finale and this big presentation who knows what um shape that might take we're actually just learning raw skills and so I think being able to apply them to our day-to-day lives is, is really important and that's all about communication um how to structure your message um and the ginger team have just been great at really breaking it down into really practical advice so around storytelling and kind of mapping your journey of the message you're trying trying to get across but also throwing in some I guess slightly more wacky things like body language and how to keep eye contact on a zoom call um which has made us laugh as when we had our virtual training uh, a few months back so what does that mean you just have to stare at each other through (laughs) through a zoom call um I mean it basically just just proved that whilst you're online you're still being seen um and so actually engaging with whoever you're talking to still using your hands um and just bringing things to life so whilst it's tempting to have your camera off and kind of shy away in in your day pajamas Mm. it's actually still really important to kind of bring your game face on and make sure that people are listening and engage with what you're saying I think that that's really interesting and 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 such a great great skill to to learn isn't it it's it, it particularly as you know, we, you know we're probably going to be like this for a little while and um because I'm a journalist I'm obviously pessimistic so I don't think this will be the <laughs> the last time we're put in a in a situation like this so having those skills where you can communicate really powerfully virtually is 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 a great sort of tool for the for the toolbox isn't it and and have you had any um it but it is a is a learning journey um Katie has there been any any moments for for you where you've you've um forgotten I suppose um about the the visual side I think for for me um it's not so much me having forgotten about the visuals, it's the people that I share my house with that are not quite as conscious of uh, the fact that I'm on visual calls. So yes, we've had lots of uh, Zoom bombing from my three kids, all different ages, dressed uh, inappropriately. So um, it has been interesting times. I think the other uh, thing that the one of the other things the training has taught us is to stay properly focused. It's very easy when you're on a virtual call or virtual video call uh, to drift a little bit. And it's sometimes more obvious when you're not properly focused and if you happen to be checking your email while you're while you're supposed to be focusing on a video call, it is more obvious than you anticipate yeah. or yeah. expect. 
and that I I suppose is is a key skill for for leadership if you want to really understand and be able to get your point across to the the group that you are trying to to lead you have to be have to be focused on on them but it, it it's tiring isn't it being being alert the the entire time um lucy have you picked up any any tips that are enabling you to to do that but not completely tie yourself out um yeah well i well i've been furloughed actually since the first of april so i've had about six weeks of not much communicating i've had weekly um updates with my team which has been great um to kind of keep a little bit of a uh, eye on what's going on um but this is my first week back at work I've actually been brought back off furlough as of Tuesday um <laughs> so it's been a bit of a shock to the system um but definitely some of the things that I've picked up in the in the ginger training virtual training in terms of eye contact and I tend to play with my hair quite a lot so <laughs> trying not to do that um and yeah just to keep an eye on how you're coming across looking at yourself in that little corner and just making sure that you're um coming across in the right way and um hand motions and stuff like that are under control because I tend to use them a lot (laughs) (laughs) now talking about coming across in in the right way I know that um this week uh was um the training that that ginger does about um how to sort of dress with a with authority um which uh, i attended la- last year and i'm going to be honest and i went into it not very open minded and thinking well you know i like to wear what i wear i'm not having someone tell me how to wear but the the science behind behind it about you know sort of the the military uniform and and how um different aspects of that created a different feel in people was re- really fascinating um but i wonder with now with um the way that we're operating and the fact that people do seem to be more relaxed at home um in and in their in their comfortable clothes in their day pajamas as, as we as we call them <laughs> whether um we're going to see a shift in what authoritative dressing or dressing for leadership looks like sorry if you can hear that meow um uh, any i guess sort of initial thoughts nicola from you on the mm-hmm. on the training training last night around um what to wear and how we um present ourselves and whether you think that that is going to shift at all because of the situation we're in Mm -hmm. I think there's undoubtedly going to be a shift but what really came through for the training for me last night was just being mindful of the presence that you want to make and are making for other people um and that the woman spoke a bit about how quickly people kind of make perceptions of uh, people that they they meet um obviously now that's all online it's potentially less impactful but whilst you're making a presence for other people it's also for you and I think that's probably where I see it being most important and um, for myself personally I feel much more ready to be um, a leader and chair a meeting if I'm if I've got a bit of makeup on or if I've actually kind of got dressed into something that's slightly more work appropriate and and that's also really helped me set boundaries between when you've got home and you're relaxing versus when you're doing work. So I definitely think that what we're wearing is going to 
have a role but potentially it's going to be a bit more about the the personal rather than the the presence that you're making to other people mm. that's a really interesting point actually isn't it about the um you know sort of the uniform for work that makes you feel like you're working and the uniform for for not for not working particularly with you know many of us working from home and not and having to put in place structures that say okay that's the end of the working day now I need to get my work life life balance right uh, Katie for, for for you what what did you take away from from the session and 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 what are your thoughts on how how we present ourselves uh, going forward from from this current situation uh, I thought that the session was interesting from a confidence perspective the focus was about um, dressing in a way that you can make an impact and the impact is not necessarily solely about what other people think of you but it's how you project yourself so there were various discussions on how to dress if you want low impact or high impact if you want to be more of a wallflower or you want to make a statement and that really resonated with me especially in an environment um, where male suit dominance Hmm. is uh, something that we often come up against so that was very interesting and I think although we're in a virtual world at the moment um, I think when we come out of these uh, these unprecedented times I think we'll all have a little bit of an adjustment to make in how we present ourselves um, and how we want to make that impact on the outside world. Thank you Lucy. Yeah um, agree agree definitely and it's also about um, you know you don't have to wear the red power dress um, to be authoritative it's about understanding what works for you um I think and what your kind of signature style is and that can still be impactful even if it's not um what you would traditionally think um would make that impact um so it's kind of about going around going away and kind of reflecting on what you want your your style to be and how you want to project yourself um which was really interesting and it's not all about you know just putting on a pair of heels <laughs> which uh was the uh, music to my ears <laughs> definitely <laughs> I think I think um everyone's got that one little um item haven't they that gives them the the boost that they they need I know for me I've got a pair of hot pink trousers if I'm if I ever <laughs> um I'm thinking I don't know what I'm going to be talking about I'll just put those on and uh and immediately think well people can just look at my trousers and not listen to what I'm saying uh oh, and uh, and I know um last year uh, Anna Parry um, splashed out on some some very very cool um, sneakers uh, that made her feel like oh yeah I've got I've got this um, and so all those all those little things can can certainly certainly help um, with with our, our confidence or just feeling of of superpowerness I I suppose mm-hmm. but but I wonder whether as well this whole situation where I don't know about you but every every meeting I, I've had whether they're um, with my team or or with um, leaders from from across industry most people have um, dressed how they seem to or, or dressed comfortably what they feel comfortable in and I wonder if we're actually come out of this this moment in time as more authentic human beings and uh in a 
in a way will actually listen more to what people say rather than make those um, built in um, judgments on, on people. I wonder if this will help very much with that un the unconscious bias that that we that we all have. Uh, Nicola, any any thoughts around that? I think that's a really good point. Um, and like you said, thinking about what we can actually take from this experience and learn from it and kind of see it as an opportunity to make change for the better moving forward and if that's going to be being less prejudiced and being able to be more authentic and true to ourselves then then that's a brilliant takeaway that we should definitely build on. Excellent and and Katie for you talking about um takeaways are there there any, is there anything from this situation that has changed the way that you look at at leadership and the and the kind of leader that that you want to want to be? Uh, for sure, I think leading in times of uncertainty and periods of change is uh, really exciting, and I think it's definitely um, it's definitely allowing us to really drill down into listening to our teams and being mindful of the challenges that everybody's facing. There's definitely newfound appreciations for work colleagues and uh, even processes at work. And I think everybody is learning a lot more about their teams on a personal basis and the way in which they like to work. So I think that this remote working, although you can't necessarily bounce off people in a social capacity I think we're learning to engage in a in a more authentic way mm. with our colleagues and our clients and 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 for, for you you were um reasonably new to to DLA um prior to 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 lockdown weren't you has, has this mm. have you found this more difficult to get to know your your colleagues or or easier because there is um this sort of united feeling that we should we should all help each other out I think oddly although I suspected that I thought that this wouldn't be the case it has actually been a really positive experience and I think people are more receptive to getting to know each other on a more deep level mm. uh, throughout lockdown so for me it's been really encouraging and it's been a really exciting time albeit presenting its its own challenges. I think that what it's really shown me at DLA is that the values are really um, authentic and they drive everything that DLA do. And that's been really heartwarming. That's great. You made, you made the right choice, obviously. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Lucy, for, for you, I guess, you know, you've had to um, have those conversations with leadership in in your in your business around around the difficult decision that lots of businesses have had to make around around furloughing staff and then the 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 um bringing you back into the business and and off off furlough have you have you found that you have a different view of the leaders in your in your business and have you taken anything from from that experience that you think well that's what I that's the kind of leader I want to be yeah i mean definitely um keeping in touch uh with everyone has been has been great um i think everyone's made a big effort to do that which has been really encouraging um and especially in my in our my day-to-day -day work personally in our team we work we do work individually um on reports there's there is a bit of collaboration but we don't work on huge projects together so 
it's very easy in 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 the old world to just kind of get your head get your head down you know work away and do that kind of day in day out so this has really kind of encouraged everyone to um kind of share more and chat more and um yeah just be more open and supportive I think which has been which has been really good to see so yeah I think it's you know it's a time of reassurance and support so yeah that's what we've seen which is good fantastic thank you and and Nicola during um during this crisis there's been a lot of um, work by businesses to help communities and uh, certainly for me it feels like we have understood our the people around around us much better and and there's been a great um outpouring of of um investment and um I want to use the word love, which sounds a bit rubbish, but I'm going to use it. A lot of love for our local communities and people really wanting to help those that that need it right right now. And mm-hmm. are, are you finding that particularly for for your role within Grosvenor that there is there are so many takeaways for for you and how we can continue to put communities at the the heart of our businesses going forward? It's been brilliant. I mean. Um, at- in my role as community engagement manager, I'm always pushing for supporting and helping and, and listening to those people that live in our neighbourhoods. So I think the way that our industry on a whole has responded to this um, by supporting those most in need is just is just brilliant. It's been so inspirational um, and just makes us really proud to work in this industry. So it's obviously been um, a testing time to just figure out how we do that. I think historically we might have been quite a clunky industry um, and we're really needing to be very agile um, and flexible here. So whilst we might usually meet with people in person to offer them support, we're needing to up our digital game um, whilst also making sure we can reach people that might not be online. So it's forced us to to think quite innovatively, but I've been so impressed with, with the efforts that we've been able to make and it feels like the communities have been um, really receptive and thankful thankful for that as well. Yeah, agile, flexible, and adaptable are not mm. are not ordinarily words we would have um, <laughs> used to describe real estate, are they? But more and more they are becoming so, which is which is great. And and with and is what I think and I hope the you know that the the future leaders program will will help to develop more because I think every every person that we've had um, come through this project um, so far and everyone that we will have go go through it you know thinking those different different ways and that's what it, that's what it's all about it's about bringing the bringing the industry forward and, and creating mm-hmm. um those excellent future leaders now um we will have of course that that final that final session where you will get to um present for for 10 minutes no notes no um no powerpoints um nothing to stand behind and hide behind um, how are you all feeling about that moment in in the spotlight, and what do you hope that um, the audience will take away from from your individual um, speeches, your individual um, pledges, I suppose, to the to the industry, Lucy? Um, well, I hope I can do myself justice, I guess. Um, and yeah, I hope I hope you can 
kind of what I have to say resonates with people um, and hopefully it, hopefully a little bit of inspiration to go and kind of change the industry a little bit or or have their say a bit more um yeah so to go out there and inspire you know just one person in the room would be would be great (laughs) always always great and it will be inspiring I know I I know that for sure uh Nicola I mean we've all moved forward so much or over the past few months anyway so as someone that would always default to notes or even a script um I think Ginger have just really given us some really useful advice on how we can tell a story but also just believe in in what we have to say anyway so I think we're all finessing our our topics at the moment um and ultimately I I think I want to leave people with um a call to action and be on board with my message hopefully I'll be able to deliver what I have to say in a way that (laughs) inspires people to do something to to make a difference and ultimately make an impact and make people truly think about what I'm saying excellent if there's ever a time for for action uh, to be to be taken it, it it's right now isn't it so I think leaving people with something to to do will be fantastic um Katie uh, I echo everything that Nicola and uh, Lucy have just said I think that it's about engaging an audience on a topic of interest which is clearly no mean feat given that the audience will be uh, large and varied. Um, I think conveying a message succinctly uh, and creating an impact that will inspire people is obviously the name of the game. Fantastic, thank you. And and one of the, just to round us off, one of uh, my ambitions for this, this project is always the um, responsibility, I suppose, for, for all of you to use it going forward and to to share the the knowledge that you that you've picked up and the the confidence that that you've um gained to bring others others with you so just to just to finish finish up the conversation it'd be really interesting to hear from you or how you how you hope to use use your skills going going forward and if there's you know some someone or some sec- sector uh, of your your business that you think I'm go- I'm going to help those those guys um to to have their voice heard and and be able to put their message across to people um Katie I'm going to I'm going to start with you as I went last with you last time <laughs> um I think that I would like to disseminate the insight that I've learned from the program to the team. I think that's what leadership's all about. It's about um, creating a vision for the future and bringing people along with you. So I think for me, it's about um, teaching others the lessons that we learn far and wide and implementing all the great things that we've learned along the way. Fantastic, thank you. Nicola. Um, So this is actually something that I wanted to talk about in my presentation. So this has been a brilliant opportunity to build more skills for people that are already in the industry and amplify their voice and and messages that they've got to say. But there are so many people that don't have a say or enough of a voice in the development and planning process at the moment. So I really want to be able to open up that conversation and, and allow more young people particularly to be involved in that process and 
ultimately the future of the places that we're going to be building for them. So I hope that that's something that I can uh, share and improve within the industry. Fantastic. Thank you. And Lucy? Yeah, I guess I'd just um, like to promote uh, surveying a bit. <laughs> um, I think uh, there's a lot that can be done to help kind of promote its image. Um, so it would be good to kind of um, help do that in the future and to help support um you know graduates coming through and even down to to younger ages at school level um just to kind of get people interested in surveying and the built environment a bit more I think I think that would be really good to promote the image of of, of our industry going forward um so that would be really positive definitely I like that so collectively we're going to create a vision <laughs> for the future where surveying in the built environment is actually an industry that people are proud to work in and where they get their voice heard so that we mm -hmm. can create and deliver places and, and spaces that the work for 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 everyone I think that's a pretty good pretty good goal for for one evening of, <laughs> of conversations isn't it uh, and I am entirely convinced that that um that you will do it so thank you so much um for for joining today and having this conversation i'm really looking forward to the day when we can um get back together in in real life i am always excited about that that final event because it, it's really nerve-wracking for me too and um always uh, very emotional for me and i'm not a very emotional person um <laughs> but uh it absolutely um is my favorite day of the year so I'm looking forward to to it um, and let's keep our fingers crossed for for the day that we can we can all be together again. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed this series of conversations with our future female leaders and the businesses that are supporting them through this excellent training process. If you're hungry for more, head to www.egi.co.uk forward slash news and click on the Future Leaders tab for all of our content around this season of the Future Female Leaders Project and all of the coverage from season one. And do stay tuned to the Rewire podcast for more conversations about how real estate is working hard to rewire itself to be a more inclusive and more forward-thinking sector. A sector, as our future female leaders are showing us, that people can be proud to work in. So thank you so much for joining us for this podcast and all of our podcasts, and of course to our guests today, Lucy, Nicola and Katie. And remember, if you want to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.